Welcome back to another episode of the Quarantine Edition. We are on the ninth episode, everyone. It's been so fun. We have one more episode to go, and I honestly hope it helped others see perspective differently and relate in such a way to help us normalize with what's going on. With that being said, for today's episode, we introduce a guest who is a bud tender for a local cannabis store here in Port Wainimi to see how he was affected by COVID-19. Hope you guys enjoy. You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, the best generational podcast you'll ever tune into. Listen to the voices of this generation where we seek to identify values, stimulate discussions, and vocalize the community. How's it going, bro? What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me good? Yes, sir. Awesome. Cool, man. How's your day going? That's good, bro. It's, uh, my day off after 420. Crazy 420. <laughs> I bet. I heard it was a whole line like uh, the Sam's and uh, <laughs> everything like that. Uh, dude, there was there was a line down the alley. I swear people were shopping at 99 cents or waiting for us. <laughs> it probably was. It probably was 99 cents for them with everything, with everything that's going on. You know, they're trying to de-stress out, escape from all this stuff. Oh, for sure, yeah. uh, chaotic it was pandemic. it was crazy definitely crazy though man yeah man well I'm, I'm glad you're on so uh I'm, I'm glad you're gonna be able to share your story being a you consider yourself a bud tender yeah right so that's pretty dope um not much of a smoker now but back then i used to i used to be involved in it so i mean yeah, you know, yeah i think yeah. back in uh back in high school yeah so it's been it's been changed so it's cool that you can enjoy us here at the um, On The Go Voice to share your perspective on what's going on with the quarantine. So once you hit that, so um, <laughs> go ahead and just uh, share a little of your background, who you are, so for people to know a little bit of context. Uh, okay. Um, Oscar Martinez, uh, bud tender at uh, Skunk Masters, um, the number one shop in the 805 right now as far oh, as dispensary. Name. Yeah. Um, cool, yeah, I just grew up in the, grew up in the city. Uh, I think I was, I believe I was born in CMH from what my mom has told me. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I actually just yeah. interviewed like one person that's working there. Oh, okay, crazy. Yeah, so she shared me some of her uh, story and experiences with what happened. So how long, how long have you been working with Skunk Masters? Uh, it'll be a year this coming July, actually. Oh, nice. How's that, how's everything been? Like, you like it or? Oh, uh, dude, I love it. I uh, I have nice. no regrets. Uh, I left my restaurant job, which was at Miss Olson's, to come work over here. And oh shit! Nothing, nothing but blessings since I've been gone. Good stuff. What's your favorite part working there? You know, honestly, I think I'm gonna have to say just being able to to give information to to customers that kind of come in with a little bit of knowledge, but still kind of like how do I put it? Um, timid. Okay. And they don't so. they they don't want to seem like they. They don't know anything, so just being able to give information and make people feel comfortable and have a good shopping experience with us is probably my favorite part. The, the yeah. overall customer customer connection, I guess. For sure, and especially you have an experience and someone who uh, is a, what would you say, a um, cannabis connoisseur even, maybe even? Some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, yeah how, long have, how long have you been, uh, quote unquote, smoking? Uh, I would say this recreational Probably for the last, uh, I want to say at least seven, eight years. Okay. 
I mean, when we were in high school, I only, you know, I hit hit out of the apple here and there. That was, you know, <laughs> Dude, that's, that's how we all started. <laughs> yeah, you know, Friday night football games and shit like that. But, um, but now, you know, as you get older and you start to you start to realize the the medicinal benefits and true, all of that, and doing my own research between me and my mm-hmm. dad, who's who actually helped me a lot. Nice. Um, it's I've I've taught him stuff that he was like, well, I didn't even know that. And yeah. He, yeah. You know, most of our parents have been smoking since yeah. it was called Kush and OG and shit. So. Mm, there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge to gain from that as well. And then I used to do it myself when I would uh, just seek for stimulations. I like to right, 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 right. You know? So uh, with that being said, what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna take a look in the past, right? Like so, how it was before the whole quarantine thing, and kind of how your reaction was. Now we're gonna move forward with how that's affecting you, and as well as what you plan to do with this. So uh, when before all the whole quarantine thing was even like presented, you know, um, even in the news. What was like a typical week looking like for you working at Skunk Masters? You know, it was, uh, it kind of felt like Target every Saturday. There was, like I said, we, we are the busiest shop in, in the county. And that, that, that goes without saying, period. We, uh, on average, I think we see about 900 people a day. So from Monday through Monday through Sunday, it's it's just chaos. There's before this, there was probably 30, 40 people in my showroom, and then now there's 10 people in my showroom, and we have a line when we used to have a line and still have 30 people in the showroom. So it's a little different as far as like uh, overall crowded crowdedness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, how how many hours? Just so I can we can kind of get an idea. How many hours were you working, and at what times? So when I first started, before all this, uh, I was at six days, about 30, 38 hours a week, just because okay. there was a little bit, little bit low low staff. Okay. So um, I didn't mind picking up that extra day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we opened at nine to nine. Nine to nine were our hours, and before most of us got there, there were already two or three people waiting for us to open. Yeah. And then as the day progresses, you just start seeing more and more people come in. And okay. then we have a shift change in the middle of the day and try to catch everyone up and then continue with the big flow. Cool, cool. So kind of have an idea. So um, when, okay, so before I even like get to what the reaction was, obviously there was a time period where we were kind of aware of what was going on around the world and right. heard it from like social media, especially our age, you know, we're, uh, I would say involved in some platforms. <laughs> Um, when you kind of heard about it, what was your initial reaction about it? Were you kind of dismissive? Were you like, oh shit, like this is going to come for us? Were you like, uh, nah, it's a bunch of like, I don't know, conspiracy bullshit. I don't know what there's I'm, different I'm, directions. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. When it first happened, I was like, uh, how, how relevant is this going to be right now? You know, how, how is it going to, how is it going to affect my daily life if this actually is true? And in the beginning, it really didn't didn't affect me because it was still still on the other side of the world for the most part. And then, as the weeks progressed, and you're starting to look at all these cases come up, and so so you were I, kind of so you were kind of dismissive at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, so, definitely. Like, you, you especially could, you could ask anybody. Yeah, because like that that I talked to or anything, I was like, eh, it's it's bullshit. It's probably a conspiracy the government's putting on. So, <laughs> so, no, I'm not gonna lie. I told I told that to everyone. There's probably some Trump bullshit going on. Like, <laughs> For sure. Okay. And then, um, okay. So when it actually hit us, because even, even at the time, you know, when it did start reaching California, it was LA first. And a lot of people started questioning like, Hey, are you guys going to close down? Like, I was working at a gym. They would ask, Hey, are you guys going to close down? 
are you people were concerned you know expressing their concerns and um i would say fear and you know what was going on with everything but uh when that happened um how did you respond to it when it hit you i think well actually let's 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 talk about the business first what did they do first well considering that so here's the crazy part and this was i'm pretty sure you've seen the meme when it all happened the marijuana uh market went from a schedule one drug type of thing to being an essential business so right? yeah that when before marijuana became even a uh, medical medical purposes you had to look at all the laws and stuff there was so much stuff that got banned just like prohibition so they put it as a schedule one controlled substance and then it went medical so that's when you had all the medical um cards and everyone going to the valley and all that then it went recreational and then now everyone's able to come in so as far as for like us um like i said the a lot of places got shut down a lot of like food places their dining rooms and all that and i think like i told you when we were when we were dming we were one of the at the time when it started getting real uh like serious a lot of the shops were closing their showrooms and we were the one of the only ones opening the showroom like most people were doing curbside pickup only deliveries you you weren't even getting being able to get inside as for us we were we saw like i said we saw a line people were checking in like normal it didn't really change too much it just changed how the actual crowd flow came in and dispersed out how come you guys stayed and the others didn't is it was it just because of business wise or was it regulations that kind of like stopped the other businesses i feel like it was business wise because the other the other places like i said there's they're considered considered essential businesses too so they could they could have easily stayed open and kept their showroom open i think it was just more on the paranoia side for them and and us and like like my boss he was just like as long as we do it the right way you know we sanitize 6 feet so so uh, many people in the room wearing masks and gloves i think we'll be fine and you know we haven't nobody in our shop has gotten sick with it okay um, good so we've we, been doing we all right we have a low amount of infection rate out here not to say that's any like reassurance but uh it's still going pretty good especially here in port royneemi you know um but yeah so you guys were still able to keep going right yeah and i think that that kind of made other businesses mad especially the our neighbors next door who uh kind of <laughs> get our our trickle off from our lines yeah so that's interesting so did you guys start limiting the amount of hours involved or i mean so the, you you also said that the traffic flow also changed up right yeah so what we actually did to and my i like that my boss kind of came up with it for the elderly and and like the people who are more at risk because we see so many people and we know most of the the elder generation is like early risers we uh we opened an hour earlier for them so we we actually seen a lot more arise in like seniority people type okay. people come in come in in the morning grab their stuff before the the younger generational crowd and then that's dope head out and it's still Like I said, we opening that extra hour allowed them to come in, and then we still see our regulars throughout the day. That's that's pretty cool that that the younger generation, not the younger, but the generation before us, have start or have been or there's people coming in for this type of business, you know, because like 
you would think that back then people older than us right would kind of look at look down on like substance like marijuana to say oh dang or THC in general to be a bad thing right regular customers according to what you're saying right is there a lot or how does that look like a lot what do you mean is there like you know the let's say 35 plus or even like 45 plus is is there a considerable amount of people that that you guys actually do business with oh you're talking about like like a certain age group that we see like daily yeah, is there like older folks more or like more? No, younger? see, and that's 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 what I love so much about about this plant, or the, how we say it in the in the shops, the flower, is there's there's something for every everybody. There's, and this is this is gonna sound kind of messed up, but there's the bottom shelf for the just the normal pothead who just wants to get his normal high, and then there's the the more medicinal aspects where you get thirty, forty dollars stuff that's a little bit more potent. For the for the little bit more elder or the people who are more connoisseurs like myself and then you get the the more there's like there's literally there's a type of like whether it's flour edibles wax cartridges or something for everyone in every every age group sure edible, so- edibles for elders you know wax for the young kids yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah there's that's that's cool about you know working at a little location like that so when, <coughs> when nothing started to take effect how did you uh, or how were you affected by it when it came like to ventura county and, like, yeah especially affecting um, the business I, I, like i said at first i was a little little skeptical about it um i was just kind of just keeping keeping my job in a sense just doing what the boss made me do sure um hand sanitizing i only thing i don't i cannot do is wear gloves like i'll hand sanitize all day i'll go to the bathroom wash my hands i just hate having stuff on my hands like gloves that's just i've never that's why i never really played football either like or was a goalie in soccer like i can't (laughs) i'm just weird like that i don't know but like i have the i have a now i have like a mask that like my homie's mom made it's like a star wars mask and shit so okay what about outside um, of your life? You know, now that you can't go to certain locations, you had to implement social distancing, and on top of that, so you know, there's different. I'm I'm one of the ones that that's kind of blessed to live with my girl, so I, it's not like I have to not get to see her. I literally live with her, and then um, I the only thing that like I'm bummed about, you know, just the normal stuff, you know, concerts. I had a big car show. I was getting ready to go to at the end okay. of the year. So other than not being able to go to some stuff that I, I'm really interested in, my life hasn't changed too much. I go to work, come home, see my fam. That's about it. Cool. So pretty much the same thing, just that you can't do things that are more recreational outside. And yeah, I, don't I think it would. Weed, but you know, with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would be different if I like worked at like a restaurant or something. But mm. I think the fact that I work where I work just Got makes it. it a little bit. It, it doesn't make it as bad as everyone else's quarantine is. True, true. That's cool, man. So with, with these changes that are that are happening, obviously we had to adapt to these situations. Um, with those changes implemented now, what have you noticed within yourself? Um, like I said, I, I definitely hand sanitize more than I should. I wipe with like these wipes, uh, the, the disinfect wipes that I have. Um, I think I've, I probably shower an extra time more than I should. I don't, it's just, little shit that i've implemented i guess um wearing the mask out in public definitely haven't been passing too many joints between me and the coworkers. um just little stuff especially right now 
I, I'm definitely taking it more serious just because I do live with my girl's sister and her niece. So like the the sisters had a heart condition, the nieces, she's only four, so you never know. Those are those are the two most like uh adept people to get the, the virus. Right. That's good that you're considering them too. And uh, even here at home, you have to do that. But what what I also mean is like it's not just the changes that you had to adapt to physically and externally. But what about you? Because you had to abide to these new rule sets. You know, oh, did you yeah. find yourself being impatient. Did you find yourself kind of like struggling with the changes? And then you realize that maybe, holy shit, I'm not as patient as I thought. And on top of that, maybe your sense of lifestyle has changed. Now you realize, oh shit, I don't actually don't like my job, which is not the same for you. Or maybe that you decide, oh shit, well, I have had all these times and now there's just more things to be grateful about. I don't know. The only reason why I'm, tr I'm trying to see is I want to see what people think, you know, it's not I, just the actual changes. I have noticed, like I've, I've always been a pretty, pretty patient person for the most part, especially working where I work and my previous job, you have to have patience cause you know, customer service is always, is always a good thing to have. Um, as far as like, I guess dealing with it, like the emotional and mental part, it, it, it bums me out not being able to see like my dad who lives down in LA who I've been trying to go see or just like, I look at, I look at certain situations and I'm just like, I'm, I've developed the, do I need it? No, I'm good. Instead of, oh, I want that. I can get it. It's okay. more, it's more, it's more now. Like, so, so I, I can go without that. You're, you're realizing that a lot of these materialistic stuff that you used to go for back then when we had when this things wasn't here wasn't as important and now you're starting to see how that really lies a little because I, I, I kind of feel the same thing with money like yeah, I, yeah. this is the most i've ever saved up and i'm just like yeah exactly wow. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so and, and what's what's crazy is like i've developed that and i'm like the the second part of me questioning myself is well if i save that can i use that for my car because i I have a project car, so I, I'm trying to fix that up. So I guess it's still a kind of, I want something, but, and it's just for my car, I guess. But okay. there's other stuff that I wouldn't be able to, if I were to purchase the pair of shoes that I want, I couldn't go get the car part to make my car run, you know? So it's, it's okay. a give and take in some, some yeah, aspects. Yeah. So, and then you also mentioned your dad, right? You can't visit him as much. Then you probably realize that there was a, there was something to be grateful for right there that you had access to versus now, right? Because anything could happen. Yeah. Especially what yeah, part of LA does he live at? I believe he lives in, uh, I think it was it Whitt Whittier. Okay. So more in the East and kind of middle East middle. Yeah. And so he, he's only recently like been living down there. Maybe I want to say the last year and a half, maybe, maybe two. Yeah. Right. And, and obviously I've lived with them my whole life and we've, mm -hmm. we've had a good connection and all that. But as I got older and as this, especially this hitting now, I had plans to go see him mm -hmm. last week. And he was like, nah, I can't like my, my girl's roommates are, they're, they're pretty adamant of not mm -hmm. letting anyone come over because of this whole quarantine. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm just trying to <laughs> just see my dad, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Cool. That's good, man. So especially. It, it definitely, it definitely makes me feel like I took some, some conversations with him and some, Sometimes where he's like, yo, you want to hang? I'm like, nah, I can't for granted. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You, th those are times you can't get back. You know, it does make you consider that and makes you value it more. So I'm always curious as to what people see within that. So within everybody else, especially you working at a um, recreational marijuana shop, what do you see? What 
changes do you see within people that you've noticed? I've, I've definitely noticed some, some people are using it uh, as like a fashion statement, which is interesting. You know, the whole, the whole mask thing. Um, okay. Okay. I've, I've definitely seen a lot of, um, a lot of elderly beyond the conspiracy side, which is kind of interesting because it's like, we, they're the ones that if it hits, they have, they're more at risk of actually dying from it. And it kind of, kind of makes me want to ask them like, well, do you not care about like your health right now? Like, especially with them coming into my shop and them knowing how many people we see a day and the amount of stuff that goes on during the day in that shop. It's, it's kind of interesting. Okay. So, I mean, on that part, you see that they're, that they're less uh, careful about what they're, what they're doing with themselves. And then you realize, Oh shit. Then maybe you prioritize, then it shows that you prioritize health more than what they, oh, especially you, you know, trying to be clean and everything, which is good. Um, yeah. So with that being said, what, what do you, uh, what do you plan to do while, while all this happening? You know, like, for you not much has changed you still work you still have to pay bills right um you you just don't have as access but with this time frame that you have what do you what do you uh plan on doing um i've actually uh started reading again um my girl got me this uh this amazing set that i read back in like elementary school uh it's a pretty good sci-fi series it's called the pen dragon series it's kind of it's not like Harry Potter in a sense. It's more like a other worldly, other universe type type series. And uh, I, I started, I think I'm on like book two now. And it's, it's just bringing back so many childhood memories from like reading it as a kid and just imagining everything and being able to use the great description that the author has as an adult now just totally expands that picture for me. Nice. What, what's, what's, the, what's the book called? It's called the Pendragon series. The Pendragon series. Yeah, it's a, there's a... There's like nine or ten books, I think. I gotta pull out my my uh, my thing, yeah. but that's dope, man. Wanna, like, yeah, if, if you get good. to read, that, that's always dope. Especially you know if you're at a stimulating pace of mind, it's just like your mind definitely will be able to create a lot more things for yourself. You know. Um, okay. Well, what um, what are you looking forward to once all this is over? Honestly, I'm gonna have to probably take being able to go see my dad, dude. Because like I said, I haven't seen him in a few weeks, and it it'd just be nice to just sit, you know, spark and ice Jay, have a have a conversation with him, see where his head's at, see what he plans to do after. Nice. After all this, I'm, I'm, um, guess, I'm guessing also your car <laughs> and hang out more with your girl. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I live with my girl, so I, I see her like every day. But I mean, take her um, out somewhere nice, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We she's definitely adamant on going to Disneyland. She's a huge Disneyland freak, so. Cool man. So um, that, that that's that's dope as fuck. You know, I got some plans going on. Um, I'm I'm curious. You're you're working at Skunk Masters for a while. Do you plan do you plan to work there for quite a while? And it seems like you're pretty passionate about, you know, not just the use of it, but also the knowledge behind it. Yeah. Um, that was uh one of the, one of like kind of like my interview questions in my my job interview was, do you plan on seeing yourself staying with the company? And I told him if there's room for growth for me, yeah, like definitely, I would, I would love to move up, you know, and eventually manage my own skunk master dispensary, nice. like, and well, that's, 
that's where the that's where this business is headed as far as us. Okay. Like, we're he's we're opening the the new shop, the expanding. Once that's done, and I'm pretty sure that gets gets good and going, I'm pretty sure in the next few years we're gonna open a second location that's to dope, be running bro. simultaneously, and then we'll probably kick one or two shops out, probably to like Chicago where the boss is from, maybe one up north, see how it goes. That's awesome, bro. It's uh, that's awesome that you find opportunity, and oftentimes you know people. I, I like to ask that because some people just like to work, just to work there, but because they have other plans. But some people right. also want to be able to expand, and I'm glad that Skunk Masters give me the opportunity but you also mentioned the when when there's potential to grow what does that look like to you uh like i said moving up just maybe even owning my own dispensary that's still under the you know Dude, the skunk that'd masters, be dope man on the skunk masters brand that would that'd be awesome because you know i've i've got mad love for my boss he's he's such an awesome dude he takes care nice. of his employees it's it's not like the other shops where they've got six seven different CEOs at a table talking about how they're gonna sell uh, one product. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. It's a family collective work on how they're gonna provide for the community, which That's is that's cool, man. I could tell the way you talk um about the company, it shows a lot of how they take care of you. I think that's really important, you know. And I could definitely see you running a shop as well. Do you do, do you see yourself running a shop some I, I think I, I think I could. I think I could. I definitely working there, I love I love being it's called being on the floor. It's where all the sales happen, you know, all the orders get yeah. get put in, and I call it I call it the jungle because it's it's madness in there. It's mm -hmm. you you've at the time before all this went went down, there was like I said, thirty people in the showroom, ten of them are getting helped at a time, and there's just so much conversation going on, and you have to in a in an environment like that with this type of uh, drug. You you definitely product. have to keep your eyes <laughs> okay. Yeah, product product yeah, product is not a drug anymore. <laughs> product with this type of with this type of product you have to you have to not only be in tune with the customer but at the same time be in tune with what's going on in your shop mm -hmm. and and there there's there's a lot of us who every time that door opens our head pops up we're just just being aware of who goes in okay so i i think i think i would love to run my own shop but i think being on the floor hands-on it would just be so much more more fun for me in I mean, the end. if you run a store technically you could still do that if it passion yeah license, right and then then you'll be able to see the front lines but, but then uh, when you get to like that that true you have to be tied too yeah like my, my boss he he loves he wants to be on the show but he's got so much meetings you know okay. orders that got to get put in so right. i think if i could find a way to balance the boat that would be so makes sense what what um okay so my question was what do you think you would do differently if you were to own a store differently um or keep the same if things have been going well you know I, I honestly the way the way it runs i really like how it's kind of okay so like when you go into other shops you walk in it's it's a very uh it's almost like like a target you kind of they don't necessarily let you pick what you have what you want like off the wall mm -hmm. but they'll show you what you're gonna get and then they take it to the register with you with us it's it's kind of like mcdonald's you order off of the menu and it's our live menu so we have all of our displays and everything in the showroom and you tell me what you want i put it in on my tablet you don't get the product from me i send it over to my window and there's my coworkers behind a bulletproof window yeah handing you product that's sealed you're getting the the transactions getting paid right there it's on camera everything everything's legit dope 
they they wait in the lines they get their stuff they don't go through they don't exit the same door they come in which is really cool a yeah, lot I've of these been i've been there a lot of the dispensaries you go to you exit the same door you walk in which is kind of weird and kind of oh. it's a little it's a little bit unsafe hmm. just because like if someone if someone comes in and tries to rob the shop and a customer's opening the door that leads into the showroom like yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes you know sense. what i'm saying that it's easy access with us yeah, that if they're secure. leaving it's it, yeah it's just a we call it the man trap it's just a box you, it's one door it's a box and there's another door that leads you out to the exit mm-hmm. that's it yeah yeah, yeah. cool man. but that extra that extra step provides a, an extra sense of security for the okay. whole shop customers included so you like that little extra details what, what would happen if someone offered you a similar position with more potential would you take it you know, I've always, I've always lived by that, that thing. <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds you. So I, I would probably have to say no. Loyal. Because I, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Once, in the end, you know, after, it's after the long run. There's, there's something good at that, that rainbow end. Oh, well, that's cool, man. So to, to try to, to try to leave, to try to leave the, the race in the middle because there's a trophy halfway through now. But if you expand your knowledge and you know where you're at, then who knows, right? But uh, with, with that being said, we're, we're going to transition into kind of like where you're at. Like, um, what, what do you, I mean, you're, you probably see yourself working with uh, Skunk Masters for a couple of years, right? Do you, do you have any plans besides that? I mean, you got, you're living with your girlfriend and you're working on your cars. Um, definitely want to travel. Um, I've, I've probably put off traveling probably for the better part of most of my life just because a lot of it was me taking care of fam or working on these damn cars. But there's definitely different places that I've looked up that I want to go to. Um, And not like basic stuff like fucking Paris, France or fucking London, England. Like I want to, I want to go to fucking Jerusalem. Like, I want to go see the Amalfi, the Amalfi Coast. I wanna, I wanna go see fucking Siberia. As fucking weird as that sounds. No, that's and not weird at all. Like, I would shit see, like that. I would see them. I would try to see the fucking weirdest shit ever if I can. You know, like, it is something I've that heard. normal. The stuff that normal people yeah don't think about going to see. That's cool, man. You find peace in that. And just just out of curiosity, you you're very passionate about like the whole industry itself, and when it comes down to the product and service for you know, um, the cannabis. Have you ever thought about like creating content for it and eventually trying to create that traffic for something like Skunk Masters? What do you mean? Creating content as in either you can utilize social media platforms or any forms of like a way to try to gather traffic for the business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, we're actually working on uh, trying to, we're coming up on stuff like that just because we're expanding this new shop. And we're gonna have so much more room to to do stuff like that. Um, I, I guess like the the one that we're gonna start out with, we have a couple ideas. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple that we came up with. Um, not not necessarily that they'll get put in, but just that we threw on the chalkboard. Um, there's gonna be when you walk in, there's a like a pretty big skylighting like pyramid type ceiling that goes. I wa- I want to say maybe 20 feet in the air. Um, so my, we were talking about just swinging like a basketball court down. Um, people come in, you know, if they, if it's a certain day, three shots in a row, you get a free eighth, stuff like that. And then posting that contest online 
for the first time and seeing how many people react to it. And then the other one was um, kind of like a scavenger hunt inside the shop. Okay. So like there'll be a blue a blue skunk master sign about this big somewhere in the shop. If you find it, you can't tell anybody else. But when you get to the window, be like, hey, I found I found the logo. <laughs> nice. That's fifty percent off your order. You don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a uh, fun to make it. Yeah, yeah, and then we're on top of that. We also came up with like a um, a podcast for Skunk Masters. Oh, because dope. we do have we do have like certain individuals who, like for me, for example, I'm sure you've seen it. I posted my my tokes on on Instagram and stuff. They're they're pretty pretty decent size. So it'd be like. A smoke test Sunday with me and fucking one of my coworkers. Yeah, that'd be dope. Fat ass, who rolls fat ass backwards, and we come in talk about what we're rolling, the effects, how we're feeling. Yeah, um, nice. It, it, just overall, like a, a product uh, review in, in a sense. That's cool as hell. That's cool. But That's you dope. get, but instead of getting it from celebrities and and people it's you local. don't know, it's local. Exactly. Nice. That's exactly and what I'm working pe- on. Um. So so with that being said. Oh, actually, before before I get turn into the next question, um, when are you guys gonna start that? I'm curious. Uh, it'll it'll honestly probably be a little bit after we we get the shop rolling, just to get everything oh. work out the kinks in the shop, and then. Cool. Do you guys need? And then definitely have help start with that. Let me know. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But other than that, uh, for anybody listening, do you have any last words that you wanna put out? Um, honestly, don't be scared to try the plant. Have someone who's like myself, very passionate, that will ease you into this world. Um, come by Skunk Masters for a higher experience is all I can say. We we love our community. I mean, you've seen the come line back. on 420. Yeah, come back for a higher experience. Okay, cool. For you, bro, where, where can you be, where can you be found? And if you want, you can use it as a platform to, to promote those Skunk Masters. Um, you could just follow the Skunk Masters page uh, at skunkmasters underscore ph. And then I'm usually get, getting reposted on there uh, at Raxo underscore Zen 94. Awesome, bro. Awesome, man. Thanks for thanks for c- coming in and sharing your story. But yeah, no worries, bro. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's a pleasure, bro. Uh, other than that, for anybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode of the Quarantine Edition. All right.